always feel like somebody's watching me. And I have no privacy. Oh my God. This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creatives to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is What's next? Whoa. Are we rolling now? Champagne. Yeah. Champagne. Is this too loud? It's good. Yeah. Houston, Texas, Booker T. Washington, class of 2003 is in the building. Hey! What's up, what's up, what's up? Walk with us. Yo, I feel like 95. Sachi on my body. Biggie, Jigga, Puffy, all that ballin' is a hobby. Ain't no wildin' in my body. Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Welcome back to the 100th. And sixth edition of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc. I should have been on a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been good. But I'll take the one hundred six. What's up, H Town? H Town. H Town in the building. Your very own BT Dub. BT Dub. We've known each other a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah. 17, 18 years. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe longer than that. And I'm good old hallway classes. Yeah, yeah we might yeah. be 20 years. I think we're 20 years. And oh, you, one? No, 2000. I got there in 10th. Oh, yeah, 2000. 2000. Yeah, 21 years. It's mm-hmm. a long time. And you know, uh, the difference between you and Sharday, <laughs> only difference is that we had all of our classes together, with exception to the electives, mm-hmm. like the dances, mm-hmm. choirs, and all. But all Art. the engineering, all the engineering and science and English. Yes, and, I was struggling and, in that math when I got over there to look at T. Washington. Oh yeah, yeah, I was struggling. I needed a tutor. Yeah. I went from making straight A's at North Shore to I need a tutor to pass. I needed a tutor too. Ninth grade year. <laughs> I mean, goodness. I mean, it prepared me for college, but it was a struggle. Miss May, when I got to Booker T. Washington, fall 99. Okay. Okay. Miss okay. May, one of the illest math teachers I've ever had in my life. Come on. I, I don't, you know what? I'll put Miss Lewis over her. Oh, you know, Miss Lewis lives in the tray. I heard. <laughs> but it makes sense though okay, okay it makes sense for her to live out here okay you know what i'm saying so i um i'm in miss may's class okay and miss may says you know you're normally thinking about the introduction that you're going to get that middle school introduction hello guys mm. i'm such and such and this and this and that miss may's like welcome to algebra one see those books over there on the corner on the, fl- on the floor Open up to page one. So you didn't, you didn't, you didn't have Miss May. That sounds like a professor yeah. at a university. We because we were supposed to be, we were doing algebra one and geometry that year. Okay. So okay. we finished algebra one that fall semester, the whole book. It, I think it was algebra one B. Whoa! I mean, that's how I felt when I when I got to Booker T. It was like it was like move fast. 
we covering one chapter in like 10 minutes. Mm. I forgot that lady's name. She, uh, pa- Pedro? Miss San Pedro. Miss San Pedro. <laughs> I was like, this lady has to be on something if she expects us to catch on to this. And then I'm watching the class yeah. and everyone is so re- uh, responsive and mm. she's asking a question and people are like, whoop, 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 whoop. They're giving mm. responses and she's putting up equations and people have the answers immediately. And I'm mm. like, I guess I'm not as smart as I thought I was. You know what it was, man? <laughs> I mean, there were some sharp individuals that attended the high school for engineering professions at Booker T. Washington. And not only were they sharp, I mean, it was a diverse group of kids, right? So, of course, African-Americans, I mean, there were Caucasians, there were Indians. I mean, everybody. Mexicans. And it was like there was a determination to learn, right? Everybody mm. was in there with a determination to learn. You had a few class clowns, but primarily no. Right. <laughs> Listen, man, um, for me, <laughs> this is a, around junior year. <laughs> you know, after 9-11. Oh, yeah. I was in Coach Colbert's class. Yes, I I walked into uh, into school late the day <laughs> of uh, 9-11. I, I remember it vividly. Like, school had already started, and right. I, I was just getting there. And I was walking up the stairs, and, like, I could tell nobody was learning. Right. As, I mean, Coach Colbert's <laughs> class was the first class when you come up the stairs. Yeah. But somebody else's class was to the right. And, like, everybody was just looking at the television, but I could tell nobody was learning. Mr. Brienzo moved to that class, right? I think so. I I think so. And so I just walked in Coach Colbert's class. I don't – I may have been in his class. I'm telling you, we had all the same Yeah, I was in his – I was in his class. And I walked in, and and everybody was just looking at the television. From from all the core classes. Yeah. The ones that count. Now the ones, the ones that, that the ones that you know the the ones that kept us engineering, right? We had together. Yeah. Now yeah. the ones that we had to do individually are arts that you know we all had. I had Miss Lee one year. I see. I never had Miss Lee because I didn't do the vocal thing. You know, <laughs> I was still working on my that uh that E. I'm I'm trying to get on that E uh <laughs> that E note. Is it E? What is it called? Well, the alto. You know, I'm trying to perfect my alto. Your, my your, contra- okay, contralto. Okay. okay, there we go. There we my go. contralto. There we go. There we go. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm I'm great. Like, I can't complain right. at all. It wouldn't do any good. Right. Um, you know, out here surviving, networking, doing yeah. some, some good things on that end. You know, God's been good. Right. He really has. He has definitely just surpassed my dreams. Right. That's 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 pretty much how I would I would word that. You know what? Before we um introduce ourselves, because we haven't. Oh, we sure have not. Right. I want to ask you. Um. Is this your first podcast? I think it is. I told you I did something virtual. Uh, I don't really consider that because I don't know if you can really get the vibe. Right. So, yeah, I would say it is. Okay. Welcome to the What's Next podcast. Come on. Boy, you ain't on my side. Boy, you ain't on my side. 
my side. Let's go. I say sign for 15. He couldn't afford a lawyer. You know it been a long night when I hear time join the right off in the state. Oh five, boy, we out here been the corners. Came up in this wicked place. Yeah. Told me never be a loner. Niggas running off with your bread. Mm. They'll leave you real hungry. And if you in debt, they creep up and put that steam on you. It's a lot of ways out, but we could only choose two. It's that ball or that street, my nigga. What you finna do? Seeing your year yeah. came up, been yeah. down yeah. like your shoes. Yeah. I like making decisions and moving when I want to move. From that point on in my life, I just knew to stay true. At the end of the day, only thing matter is revenue. 17 watching cops race down the avenue. Sun beaming, got it hot. Feel like you walking in some blue. This the truth. Different rules to the shit I had to do. This the truth. Different rules to the shit I had to do. Listen, man, I wanted to start out there. Really, we should have started off with our names. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> before we get before we continue with the episode, let's introduce ourselves, our social media handles, and uh go oh, from yeah. there. All of those. Hello, I am Crystal Beasley. Don't forget the middle name, Crystal. Oh LaShawn. Crystal LaShawn yes. Beasley. Yes. Native Houstonian. From that east side. From the east side. Yes, born sir. and raised. Yes, sir. A graduate of the Booker T. Washington High School and the High School for Engineering Professions. Okay. Um went on to LSU, Louisiana okay. State University. Finished with a BS in environmental engineering. Okay. Um, then I went on to University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Right. Um, majored in engineering management with a minor in environmental engineering. Right. Um, social media handles. Mm-hmm. So I am Bees, okay. B-E-A-S, the environmentalist. Okay. So follow, follow me if you're trying to follow Anything dealing with environmental um, sustain, sustainability, I would say, right? So that's why I'm trying to educate people more mm. on environmental awareness mm. um, so we can just be a little bit more cautious on how we live our day-to-day lives and what are some some small changes we can start to implement or make and, or train up your kids so that they can reduce their uh, carbon footprint. Okay. We can do a better job at that. Um, I'm also the owner of Be Aspire Environmental Consulting Firm. Okay. Um, and the handle for that is Be Aspire Enviro. And so I do environmental compliance consulting uh, for private and public industries um, there. And so there you'll just see more of an environmental compliance going on and just kind of. Um, talking about different regulatory um, events that may be coming down and how we can be impacted, some discussions on environmental justice. Right. Um, numerous of, of those things, I would say. Those are my two only. And then, I mean, the names are the same pretty much on Facebook. I can be found and located. Okay. And uh, <laughs> listen, I don't even have to follow after that intro. But my no. name is my name is John Ross Dyke the first, um, founder and <laughs> and uh, and uh, CEO of Still Visionary Inc. Uh, graduate of the Booker T. Washington. There you go. And the high school for engineering professions class of two thousand three. Yes. Alongside my buddy here, class like we said, we took all our core classes together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke and still underscore visionary and the what's next pod underscore on IG. Okay, okay. If you would connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my fan page on Facebook and visit my website. It's still visionary.com. Oh my God. I can't follow all the <laughs> handles and the social media. Like I'm just now getting <laughs> up to date on that. Like a lot of my friends have, have, have just, been on that and they have done an awesome job right. i didn't really understand the importance of it right but you know now i do right Primarily. make sure that you buy a t-shirt okay i print t-shirts as well uh-huh. and you can shop stillvisionary.com slash merch awesome come on merch you have some sweatshirts up here um long sleeves they're at the house okay i think i'm gonna take a long sleeve for sure okay we can i need more long up. sleeve shirts Cash App, John Ross Dyke. Come on, Cash App. Oh, also forgot to mention I'm a realtor too. What? Come on. Pow, pow, congratulations. I didn't know you were a realtor. I just passed the state portion this morning. Come on, congrats. (laughs) You know, real estate is on fire. It is. It It is is. on fire. Get in there and get that dough, okay? Get that dough. Do you know... Uh, who you wanna? What brokerage companies you wanna go with? Or? Um, yeah, I, I have one in mind. Okay, well, good. good I have good. one in mind. Well, that's great. I already know where you're going. No, I, I was just asking. No, but I, I, I was leaning towards that direction. Too. Okay, come on. It's now. a lot of, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of what I, I like over there. It's like youth, you know. Yeah, youthfulness. and it's not a lot of guys, and that that'll work in us. your, yeah. it, that'll work yeah. in your advantage. Yeah. I wanted to uh, I wanted to get her on the podcast. Yeah, she'll definitely do it. But I didn't want to do it without being ready. Okay, come on. <laughs> Got to get ready. But you've been ready. You've been doing this a long time. Mm. Like, JR, you've been doing this, mm. in my opinion, come on. Come on. since before people started come on. doing podcasts. Come like, on. you saw the vision come on. long before. Come on, Chris. Come on, Chris. And come I on. really did. I told you, I haven't... Been on the social media type uh, atmosphere, the environment. Like, I didn't understand the importance of it, the podcast, all that stuff. Like, you saw the vision for this years ago. So, I mean, kudos to you on that. I greatly appreciate that. Listen, I'm going to take a second to really, um, what's the word my man was using last episode? He was saying, I can't think of it, but appreciate it. Okay. Because, you know, a lot of people won't say that. Yeah. They know it, but they won't say it. Whoa, I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody's doing podcasts now mm-hmm. or some type of mm-hmm. a way to 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 get content out there. And I mean, this is something that you you saw early on, mm-hmm. you know. I I mean, it's a vision. Yes. Yes. You know, it's a vision is important. Right. It's very, very important. I just think that for me, man, at the time when I started, it was one of those things where I wanted to do another project, you know, um, being an actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of production takes a lot. Okay. It's a lot of turnaround. It's a lot of overhead. It's a lot of personnel involved. Mm-hmm. And our first venture through it was um, on the lower end mm-hmm. of the scale when it comes to finances but it still took a lot of a lot of time to write, to edit, to mm-hmm. film, to chop, to go through drafts, to come back and say, "No, nah, that's not it." Change that scene. 
Um, the lips are off here. Mm-hmm. The colors off. The mm. sounds off. And so, um, I wanted to do something different okay. and faster. If, ah, in in addition, I should say. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I think you hit it on the nail. Yeah. Yeah. You you definitely have hit it on the nail. I'm enjoying. Thank I you. like this. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling it. Out. I like this. <laughs> Come on. Beasley, listen, man. Um, you had a video on Instagram the other day. I did. I did. And it and did very very well. And and let me just say this, okay? Because <laughs> this, I mean, one, my friend, uh, and I'll just say her name. Nicole has been trying to get me to do like videos right. and stuff for a while, right? Right? Right, like, right? Right? And I just was like, oh, what? Why do I have to do this? Da, 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 da. And I mean, it's just, and, and what came over me is it was just like, there is just a huge lack of awareness. Like, I'm not going to even say education. I won't even say that because I don't expect people to just fully understand that, right? Some of it is education for me, but some of it is just experience. So um, I can't just say, I can't leave my people out there, mm-hmm. right? I, mm-hmm. I can't leave us out there and, like, I know we need to know that there's some things that we should and should not be doing, right? So mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I just want to, I want to give you the facts. Right. You know, and then you can make a dis- a, a best a, a decision on what you should do from there. Right. Um, COVID should... happened in 2020. Yes. The freeways were clear. <laughs> there was no traffic. None. We were inside, so we really couldn't get acclimated to the weather. We didn't have a summer. We didn't have a fall. Well, wait a minute now. Okay. Because we free-flowing. Right? Okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead go wait ahead. a minute now, because, you know, Texas, we we wide open. Oh, yeah. What you mean? What you mean? <laughs> Meaning we're everything's continuing to happen here. I mean, uh, well, I'm talking about in 2020, though. Everything wasn't open in 2020? Well, I don't know, because I was tucked away. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. What I'll say is, is that, I mean, summer starts, what, at the end of, summer officially starts in June. So, so us? according to the calendar, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, I don't gotcha. know the exact date, gotcha. but somewhere after Father's Day, right? Okay, summer officially starts, right? And it goes all the way to September, right? Do you think we were uh open during that time? Yeah, we were, but I'll tell you where I was, okay, I was tucked off, okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When listen, I did summer school from the house. Oh, this is I, true. I finished the school year from the house. This is true. This and is, I did okay. the podcast from the house. Okay, well, all right. I'll say we were par- we were partially closed. I'll say that partially. Now I don't know about the city. I'm just speaking about me okay. in particular. Okay, gotcha. I got was you. I was nowhere to be found because I wasn't trying to catch that bug. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the the majority of people when it comes to the day to day life, the ins and outs, those things were shut down. Right. You know, you didn't go to work. Some people did, essential right. people, but if you weren't essential, you were primarily at home. Right. right. So okay, I agree with you. I'm so sorry. what were you doing? I I'm here. I was here. Working. Yeah. 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 Barely spending gas. Mm. You know. Maybe spending, yeah, maybe spending a little bit more money at the grocery store uh, than usual. Um, the entertainment bill went down. Right. You know, the budget for that went down. But yeah, it's primarily here. I didn't do any traveling. 
Um, I was tempted, but I did not do any traveling. I I pretty much chose to take this time to be still and, you know, take care of some personal things that I needed to take care of, uh, which I was able to accomplish those. Um, I, I wanted to travel, you know, I was supposed to travel last year for my birthday, but I just canceled it because of COVID. But you had a party though. I didn't have a party last year. That wasn't the virtual oh, party. I did have you a had virtual, the virtual party. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't want to count that, but yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a virtual party, so I was supposed to go to Belize for my birthday, mm. and um, I didn't go, and I just decided to do a virtual party from right here in this same spot. Right, right. That we're in. I appreciate you guys joining in on my virtual yeah, yeah, shindig. You know, yeah, we uh, yeah, we were we were tucked <laughs> off. I think we were at uh, we were at my mother in law's house. <laughs> On no side. Yeah. He said, let's just get on yeah. Christmas birthday first. <laughs> I mean, I and I may have been one of the first people to do one. Um, you know, just because COVID popped off in March. My birthday is in March. Yeah. 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 It was cool. Oh man. So, like we were saying, the weather. Mm-hmm. We really couldn't get acclimated to that. Right. <sighs> and then the winter comes. Mm-hmm. And then we're still presently in winter because the groundhog or whatever didn't see himself or saw himself or whatever <laughs> it was. But then we go through the coldest winter ever, ever. Right. Like a hundred year. Right. That's the last time we've experienced temperatures. Uh, this extreme. Um, I mean, I, I, I posted what I posted about the boil water advisor. And we could talk about that yes. later. But prior to that. We were talking about the polar uh, vortex as to why, you know, we're seeing these extreme cold winters. Right. Of of course, Texas has not seen this, but, you know, up north, you know, the winters have been getting more brutal and brutal every single year, you know, and. I mean, all of this stuff kind of ties in the climate change, even though people don't want to believe it. But it does. Right. Uh, I mean, the earth continues to warm. Um, and then you have your different layers within the ozone, the stratospheres. And, and those things are there to protect us, you know, from the extreme heat from the sunlight, protect us from um, different jet streams and things like that. And it's unfortunate. Our atmosphere is just, it's dying. That's probably not the word I should use, but it's not. I, I, I mean, to give people a, a really, to sit and think about what is really going on, just turn on the news. Turn on CNN, turn on ABC News, CBSN News, and you see what's going on in Mars? Listen, I don't know. That's why, I, listen, when you did the video, I said it's time to podcast. I mean. This is something I don't know. I heard about the ball ball thing, but my water really didn't cut get cut off like that. My water was it, the pressure was low, right? And then uh, you know I brushed my teeth with a bottle of water one day. Okay, that was then, the right um, thing to do. And then um, I didn't shower the first day. Okay, so after that first day, you start to kind of feel a little, you uncomfortable. Know, yeah, just you know every kind of itching a little bit more than you <laughs> than you know <laughs> than you normally are. And so I, I just tried to stay put. Right. And so then, that yeah. 
Okay. And then when I got to moving, it was like, nah, it's time. I got to do something. I can't just, I can't go another day without a shower. Yeah. So come, come on, Jay. Come on, JR. To you, JR, and my sisters and my brothers, come on now. Our ancestors had to fight worse than we did in terms of bathing. Come wait on a, now. Wait a minute. Okay. All all they were asking you to do was to boil you up. I mean, they can't tell you how to do it, mm -hmm. but all you needed to do was just boil you a pot of water on the stove. Okay. Boil it and then let it cool off now. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I had a homeboy here. He was trying to eat some gumbo and he needed to wash his hands. And I said, you got to let that water cool. He talking about, no, I'm hungry. Mm. And he went in there and damn near burned his skin off. Yeah. You know, you got to let the water cool. And then you just take the pot in the shower with you. Yeah. And you just got to clean yourself like that. <laughs> I mean, that's what I have no, done. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. Right? That, that's, that's pretty much all you have to do. I mean, when I walk out of there, I feel clean. Right, right, right. You know, you got some soap and right. you, you have some right. water, so right. you need <laughs> you need to do it. I mean, I, as of today, uh, I received a notification that the bull uh, advisory um, has been lifted. So okay. um, highly grateful for that. But yeah, I mean, just sure. to kind of. Just to kind of bring that back on the boil water advisory, if at any point you're in any city and a boil advisory has been issued, you need to respect it. Right. Why? You, Why? You, you have to respect it because by them issuing a boil water advisory, they are telling you that the water does not meet the drinking water standard, the federal drinking water standard that has been established. Mm -hmm. it, they're not, they're not able to meet it. Okay. So there's a couple of things. So in our case, we lost pressure on the line. There could have been some other issues too, but you know, they're not obligated to disclose those things. You know, there could have been something like a pump um, failed or a pipe busted or, you know, it could have been something like that, too. Um, but all they're obligated to say is, um, hey, we need you guys to boil the water uh, because we've lost pressure on the line. So you're required to have 20 PSI um, minimum on the distribution line. So basically, when the pressure drops, there's a possibility that the line can be compromised. It can be compromised with particles, with sediments, or potentially um, fecal uh, coliform and different bacteria can actually get into the water line. Mm. So that's why it's a requirement that the water stays at a certain pressure because that prevents that. Um, another thing, too, is that when water is distributed from the water distribution plant, there's a chlorine residual that goes into the water. Right. That's required. So that could have been an issue, too. Like they may have had an issue adding the chlorine residual to the line. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there, there's numerous things that could that could be taking place. And they're not going to disclose all of those things because they're not obligated to. They have notified you that there's a boil water advisory in place. And basically that just means we cannot meet the drinking water standard. Right. So I'm off the hook because by the law, I've notified you. Right. And, and I've told you. Right. So, I mean, just to take it even further, when I worked in a chemical manufacturing facility, when, when we lost pressure on the line, we shut the water off. 
So the way the corporation is looking at that is they're potentially the water could potentially be contaminated. I'm not taking the risk of ex- exposing my employees. So cut the water off, bring in the portable water areas for mm-hmm. people to wash their hands. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what we would have to do. Right. So the city's saying, we're going to let you still have access to this water, but we're telling you, you need to boil it. Right. It's up to you to do that. So if you don't boil it, what are the side effects? I mean, this is the thing. Everybody's body is different, right? Mm, Every Everybody reacts differently to things. Some people have allergies. Some people don't. Um, It's it's really just a matter of what what contamination is actually in the water, right? It it could absolutely be no contamination in the water. You could be good. but, But it's a possibility that there can be. Right. So... I mean, it could be anything. And considering we're in a pandemic and a virus is running rampant, you know, I just think everybody should choose to take the precautionary measure, right? (laughs) (laughs) You you should just choose to take the precautionary measure. I mean, we're in a pandemic where I can go touch a surface and I can contract a virus. Mm. So I could potentially shower in some water that's mm. contaminated, right? That has contamination in it. I don't think anybody can afford to do that right now. Right. You know, I I mean, our hospitals and, and medical staff, like in addition to the pandemic, we can't afford to all of a sudden just have numerous of people going to the hospital because they were exposed to some type of bacteria or something in the water because they chose not to boil the water. Like we, we can't afford that. As a society, right? Right. Your wife works in the medical field. I'm sure she... She does. Right. So so my thing is, why not choose the healthier option for me to protect myself, my family, and, you know, not be the person that provides that downstream effect to contributing to everything else that we have going on. Right. So just do your best to just try to, to follow... The, the guidance that's that's being given because they're not going to give you all the information because everybody doesn't understand it. Right. That's the bottom line. Right. And then I even had some people ask me, um, they said, well, I have hot water. Can I um, use that? Like my hot water heater is fully functioning, et cetera. And so the answer to that is no. And the reason the answer to that is no is because your hot water heater does not get the water to boiling point. At boiling point is when the viruses and the bacteria becomes inactive. So unless you have a hot water heater that can reach boiling point, then yeah. But if you don't, which I don't think most hot water heaters go to boiling point. I know mine doesn't. (laughs) Um, So you got to boil the water. Um, And then another question someone asked, um, I have pressure on my line now. Right. Because, you know, it's it's obvious when the pressure changed at right, some right, point this right. week. So they said, oh, my, my pressure is returned. Am I good? Well, the problem with that is that part of the process is two parts, right? So they lost pressure on the line. So they're fixing that from an operational standpoint, right, right. to get the pressure back. But once they fix that, 
They've got to they've got to wait till that operational part is completed and then they can test the water. Right. 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 So even though you got the pressure back, they they have to wait for the test results to come back to say that they're meeting the potable drinking water standards. So that's what took so long because a lot of people got the pressure back. But they, but we were still under boil water right. notice. Right. But that's because they're waiting for the test results to come back. So if you if you looked at it like I got my pressure back, but you're using water that potentially is not meeting, and and I'm more than sure it it wasn't meeting the standard because they would have lifted right. the boil advisory. Right. So anytime they're telling you we have a boil advisory, that means they can't meet the standard. So just protect your, you and your family and boil the water. Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3 says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. You do what you do for yourself to prove you can do it for others. Even though the year of perfect vision needed corrective lenses, your vision was never out of focus. You remained still. You remained determined. Kobe said, The Mamba mentality is the attention to detail and the level of commitment. Run your race because you got time. Keep the momentum. Believe in your story, a creative story. Remember, never stay comfortable while trusting the process. Be innovative in your 720 hours. There will be stumbling blocks. You just keep pushing. Most importantly, what's next? Continue to drop. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. This podcast, Beasley, see Beasley like like we used to call her in high school. This podcast was created to talk about the journey to your, let's just say, Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa? You know, Mona Lisa is a masterpiece. I do know that. So um, this this podcast is created to talk about your journey to that. Mm, my so, journey. So correct. So um, creativity <laughs> comes from experiences. When we were in high school, we did the engineering professions. Right. And listen, that's a mouthful to spit out every time. <laughs> what high school you went to? I went to Booker C. Washington High School, but then you kind of feel slighted because I got all my credits upstairs, yada, yada, yada. <sighs> and then you add in the high school for engineering profession. So I just went ahead and started saying I went to Booker T. Washington mm-hmm. and people were like, were you, were you in uh, were you in the engineering mm-hmm. program? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. OK, that's the only way I could get there from the southwest side of Houston, Texas. <laughs> so when you go to LSU, uh-huh. OK, what? How did when did you get into this environment thing? Well, you know, actually, it started in Houston. Okay, is is where it really started. So, my dad worked in a chemical. My dad's a real estate agent, and he mm-hmm. used to work in a chemical manufacturing facility. Hustler, right? yeah, hustler, hustler. Donnie Beasley, <laughs> ODB. <laughs> so, um, when we were younger. This is how open things used to be, like right. huge lack of security. Like we could drive onto the plant. 
Mm. Like without showing any credentials or anything like that. So my dad worked a 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did real estate during the day. And sometimes he would he wasn't able to eat dinner with us. So we would drive to the plant, my mom, my brother and I. We drive to the plant and take him his food. We just drive right on the plant, pull up right to his building <laughs> at the plant. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. you can't even, you can't dare do that. I guess 9-11 stopped that. I'm not really sure. But we would drive um, to his plant. And his plant was very friendly. Like, they would have events and stuff and everything. And we would always attend. But growing up on the east side, I don't know if you know, but there's like, um, there's there's a lot of Air pollutants. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. There, there's a lot of air pollutants because there's a lot of industry there, because right? By the ship channel. Right. Exactly. Um, and so the smell is not always the best. Mm. I mean, that's the number one thing I remember growing up as a kid is that the smell was not the best. And we did everything on the east side prior to me going to Booker T. Washington. I went to school there. I went to Girl Scouts there. I went to church On the east side. I mean, it wasn't anything I didn't do on that side of town. So eventually, you just kind of get used to it. But I just remember one day just kind of talking to my dad about it. And I was like, you know, have does your plant focus on a way that they can control their emissions? Or I didn't use those terms, but maybe just saying a way to control the smell. And he said, uh... Perhaps he was like, you know, we do everything above board, but maybe that's something one day you can get into or whatever. So then when I got to prior to getting a Booker T, I always loved math and science. Mm -hmm. Me too. Right. Me too. I always loved math and science. And then when I got to Booker T, it was, you know, they were introducing us to all these different fields of engineering. And I was like, I'm not doing class. What class was this? Um, Hodges. Hodges kind of introduced you. She gave you a little electrical. She gave you a little mechanical. And she gave you a little civil. You don't recall that? Hodges. What was her first name? The lady that you take the first year you get to the engineering school. The uh, lady with the glasses. She had the twitch in her eye. I don't remember. We did those hoverboards. I remember that. Okay. Well, her class. I specifically remember her class. She's very hard. But... She introduced you to a little of all of that. And I was kind of like, I'm not really feeling that, you Mm -hmm. know, or whatever. And then one day I just started like researching. I didn't want to do chemical engineering. I heard about the nightmares (laughs) that Kimmy's went through um, in college. And then I said, maybe I should look into they they started telling me like water engineers or water treatment engineers. And then I started looking up environmental engineering. And then I said, okay, I think this is what I want to do. It's a little chemistry, a little biology. Uh, a lot of it is regulations. Um, you can, you can get into more of the, the mathematical stuff if you go more into like the stormwater management and stuff like that. So I was like, ah, let's, let's look at that. And then I just started looking at schools who had the programs. And, um, I don't know if you remember, I really wanted to go to OU. Mm. That's why I, everybody did. Yeah. I really wanted to go to OU. Well, this was the thing. 
I knew coming out of Booker T, I wanted to major in environmental engineering. I didn't want to get a degree in civil engineering with a minor in environmental. So that could out Prairie View because even though they have good engineering school, they didn't have environmental engineering. So they cut them out. FAMU was really the number one HBCU that I wanted to attend because FAMU and Florida State's College of Engineering is together. But my they weren't giving any money. Mm. And you know Donnie. <laughs> Donnie was like, do you see how much it costs per credit hour to go here? Yeah. And they not giving you any money? So that cut my fam, you dreams out. So then it really just came down to, oh, I, and I knew I didn't want to stay in the state. Mm. I think I applied to University of Houston, but I really wasn't interested because they yeah. had environmental engineering, but I didn't want to stay yeah. in, in the state. So it came down to OU and LSU. And you know why I applied to LSU. I applied because they had the program, but you know the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So. Um, <laughs> Listen, insider. You have to be a Booker T. Insider. <laughs> All right. So uh, believe it or not, OU didn't even accept me. Mm. Ain't that accept- crazy? No, because I didn't. Well, yeah, yeah. Because you were, I think you were ahead of me in the class. Well, the thing was, they, they it was some janky stuff yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. You know, they were like, we want unweighted GPAs. But yeah. I know some people that got in with a, with a weighted GPA and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, bump them. So yeah. I ended up at LSU. Uh, shout out to the civil and environmental engineering department there. And I actually loved it because it was so small. Mm. The year that I graduated, it was eight of us that graduated. From the engineering school? From environmental engineering. From okay. Okay. It was you. only eight of us. And we were there from the beginning and rolled it out all the way those five years. Right. Um, and it was a very diverse group, believe it or not. For, for it to be eight of us, it was Five boys, three girls. Right. I was a, the African American. We had a Latino and we had a Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And we had two African American boys, and then the rest of the guys I think were Caucasian. Right. So it was it was somewhat diverse in right. terms of race and gender. Um, and it it was just eight of us. We finished the program. It was great. Um, it had its. It's ups and downs, yeah. but I will say that <laughs> I will say I had one class that I really, really struggled with. Uh, it was heat and mass transfer, which is a chemical engineering class, which is why I didn't want to major in that. But other than that, it, it was really, really good. I got to know my professors. I have good relations with them, relationships with them to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead. That was just the headphone. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's the LSU journey. You want me to continue on? Um Yes, no, but skip. Well, okay, masters because you went to I went to University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. You were working in DC, but you were in PG County or something like that. Yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, I started off Maryland Department of the Environment okay. is where I was working doing. Uh, I was a regulatory engineer doing stormwater management, sediment erosion control, um, and I actually went to school uh, full time. No, was that full-time? I guess so. I went to school full-time and worked full-time. And so I was done with that in maybe like a year and a half or something like that. And then I ended up getting a job with the EPA. 
Can you what, can you give that definition? Oh, the Environmental Protection Agency in DC, in Washington DC, twelve hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> yes, that's where I reside. Yeah, and so um, I worked under the first. African-American administrator of the EPA, Miss Lisa Jackson. Um, And then, of course, under the first uh, African-American president, um, President Obama's administration. And it was just really great of, I mean, of all the administrations to work for the Environmental Protection Agency, that was the time to work for them. And and hopefully it'll be the same thing under the the new administration, the Biden Harris administration, but um Obama was just he the 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 number one thing I remember about him is that he was so focused on a level of transparency being available to citizens, right? So people being able to see um what a nearby power plant is emitting. You know, even though you may not fully understand it, like making that data available. Right. I mean, he was the first he was one of the first administrations to do that kind of stuff. The enforcement information, right. that information became public under his administration, you know, in terms of what's happening to people, the bad actors. Right. So um, it, it was really great to work for him. They were they were uh, pushing regulations that that in, that impacted black and brown communities uh, tremendously. Like a lot of the regulations I worked on had were were contributors to air emissions to impact children with respiratory issues um, and and things of that sort. Uh, cleaning up um, nearby water bodies. So it was just a real focus on that. Now, don't get me wrong. People who are like fossil fuel lovers, I mean, they probably hated the that administration because they put a lot of moratoriums in place that um, it's not that they were trying to stop things from happening. Like the Keystone Pipeline is 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 one of the things that that. That, that was on hold. I don't know what that is. So that's the natural gas pipeline between Canada and the U.S. So okay. on the border or does it? Well, matter? F- coming down from Canada through the Midwest down to the Gulf, gotcha. pretty much. Gotcha. So as you know, the Midwest is very heavy into agriculture and there's a lot of um, natural water bodies such as the Mississippi River and there's some other ones uh, all through there. So the route that they were choosing to take, it just wasn't, there wasn't a, an environmental impact assessment that was done to the extent that was needed. Mm-hmm. I was, they did one, but it just wasn't, it, it wasn't a full evaluation to see who could be impacted, right? So we're talking um, endangered species, and we're talking nearby communities. We're talking long-term longevity effect of how this can impact changing um, landscapes, changing contours uh, of the earth and things like that. Like it, You have to look at the full spectrum, because when you do not, then you have things like, like the fires and stuff that that that, that are happening in California, in California. Okay, gotcha. or whatever. If you don't fully, if you don't fully assess the situation, you'll have issues fifty years from now, and that's pretty much what's going on there. Like 
there wasn't a full assessment done prior to these different communities and things being established in these different areas. So, um, but no, he, he, his administration, they just, they wanted to do what was right for the environment, for the long-term effect. And they wanted to make sure that underutilized communities would not be impacted. Right. Because clearly there's a lot of dollars on the line a lot of people that's going to make a lot of money, but how can that happen? And, you know, you're not putting back into the community, right? So if you're taking, and this is just a basic example, if you're taking out 10,000 trees, are you replacing any? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you planting any new trees? Mm-hmm. You know, so when, th- I mean, we, we, some of us know now, but maybe some of us don't. Anytime a tree is cut, that impacts your air quality. And we're talking about mature trees, not trees that are like 10, 30-gallon trees. We're talking about large trees because the trees suck up the carbon, Okay, which we're emitting a lot of carbon through transportation, um, through energy sources, you know. So you need the trees. You just need them. So, I mean, when we talk about full assessing the process, that's one of the things that the Obama administration challenged us. They even challenged us to put out, I worked on a regulation called dental amalgam. So basically. (laughs) I don't know what that is. So, you know, when, just to kind of lighten it up a little bit so it's not so technical. Uh, (laughs) It's good. Okay, good, good, good. good. You know how old school people kind of like your baby boomer generation and before the silent generation, you know how they open their mouth and smile. And in the back, you see like that silver feeling. (laughs) Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay. So that's dental amalgam. It's full of mercury. Okay. I mean, it's just pretty much mercury. That's, that's what it is. So you remember at some point, when we came along and start getting feelings, they didn't put that in our mouth. Right. They maybe started off maybe like, early late 80s early 90s but eventually it transitioned to the to the little white feelings or whatever right so what was happening was everybody that's getting the dental amalgam removed the dentists were just like putting it down the sink and and what they started seeing was there's high levels of mercury in the mixing with the water Mm -hmm. in the nearby water bodies so they even challenged us to work on that. I worked on that regulation. So, um, I mean, just they were they, they that administration definitely was thinking outside of the box, right? I, I would definitely say. I mean, anybody looking the folk and 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 please believe the dentists were like going crazy. The dentists were like, <laughs> "What? Where? Why do we have to get?" EPA regulations, you know, right. like they, they were just, they were going insane. But once they figured it out, it, it was no big deal. But I don't know if this was my path engineering. <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm more of a communications guy. Should ended up at Yates. Oh, JY. You can still go over there and teach. You know, they got, you know, they just redid that school and they have top notch equipment and everything. I I walked through there. I think you would be awesome over there. Uh, And it's closer. I I wanted, yeah, a lot closer. (laughs) I wanted to, but you know, Waltrip is not that far. 
for now. This is true. This is true. I wanted to uh, go back to Booker T and teach. Okay. Yeah, what? but uh, principal asked me for my test scores. <laughs> what test scores? Went. This is how it went. I, we were we were we went there before they cut it. They shut it down. Right, me, uh, Kizzy, my mother in law, God bless the dead, my aunt, Kizzy Ainey. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, um, we we saw it one last time. Mm-hmm. I was talking to the principal. I was like, "Yeah, man, you know." First of all, every time I went back to Booker T, I went to see if our picture was on the wall. Our, our Polaroid picture was on the wall. Yeah, it was there, right? It was still there. It was mm-hmm. still there. I saw myself there. Saw Claude. God bless the dead. Um, I'm talking to the principal. I'm like, "Hey, man, you know." Uh, yeah, I teach a wall trip. And he's like, okay, okay. Because Claude had told me that if I wanted to go back to Booger T. You could. Yeah, just holler at him and he would, you know, go mm-hmm. up the pipeline. Just to, so I'm talking to him and I'm just like, yeah, man, I went to I went to Booger T. And I'm thinking about, you know, maybe possibly coming back to my alma mater, yada, yada, yada. He asked me what my test scores were. Wait, what, what test scores are we talking about here? The star. Are you serious? We didn't even take the star. See, you got to be quick on your feet. He, 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 okay, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I, I would have said, I would have, I would have told him, I'd have, I would have said, hey, no, I didn't take the star. So we got to right. go, we got to go at face value. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, when he said that, I was like, nah, because the way I got my job at Waltrip, it wasn't conventional. Mm, okay. You know, I was a loud black guy, got everybody riled up and said, hey, you want to do this? You're already here. I was like, yeah. Go ahead, son. Son, there. I'm. I'm really there to coach. The teaching part. The teaching part of it is kind of like, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, so, I, and that's why I said when you said JY, I, I, I would think you would appreciate it yeah. a little bit more over the there because yeah. the communication school yeah. is is a one. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I've heard great things about it, yeah. and of course, you know, they have some reputable people that have come out. Um, I mean, I of course Roland, but um, there's a lady I know, Kim uh, Guyan. I don't mm. know if you know her, but I mean, she's produced uh, for Steve Harvey mm. and produced for different shows. I mean, she's a JY graduate, mm. so um, yeah, I mean they they definitely have credibility for sure, and they definitely need brothers like you. Yeah, yeah, but uh. <laughs> Man, I coach basketball at Wall Trip. I ain't getting on that squad over there. Hey, JY? Yeah. You don't think so? JY, they, keep a good squad. Yeah, they probably locked in, though. I think you should try. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm one of those that I'm going to always apply. I tell people all the time. They, I, I'm not afraid of rejection. Never have been. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving Wall Trip for JY. Okay. All right. I'm not I leaving Wall Trip for JY. Okay. I don't care how many state championships they got. Wall Trip gave me my job. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm not leaving Walter for JY. I don't I don't care unless I get the head coaching spot. Oh, but that ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen. I think you should just speak it into existence. You shouldn't you shouldn't follow that up with the that's not gonna happen. Well, well, what I'm speaking into existence is this is the number one podcast. Ah, come on now. <laughs> number one podcast. Listen, I know you are a music head. Yeah, but it's on it's certain music now. <laughs> Certain music now. You what know, songs on your mind? What well, songs on your mind? I'm just saying, you know, you know who I've really been listening to lately? Yeah. And you probably gonna say, Ugh. 
Who? I have been jamming Nelly lately. Okay. <laughs> I have. Like, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm a 90s lover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I love 90s music. Yeah, so anything yeah. 90s music, I always love. So I've been trying to come up a decade mm. here recently, and I've been jamming Nelly lately. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm still on the on the old school. But in terms of relevant music out right now, I'm... In love with Jasmine Sullivan. Mm. Yeah, I like the Hotels mm. uh, album. I really do. And and I like the fact that she kept it direct and concise. Mm. And she's like on point with that. Um, in terms of, of, of rap, you know, uh, Meg, who else? Mm. Gotta go with the Stallion. <laughs> you know, the, the women are just killing it right now. Like they are really killing it. And I and and considering the fact that I love R and B, there is not a male vocalist out right now I that I the same thing. that I would just say I am in love because Chris Brown stopped singing. Mm-hmm. I I don't know, it's like a, a talk sing or a <laughs> uh a rap sing or something. I, I don't know. It's not even a rap sing. I, I don't know what it is. But he's not singing anymore because I love Breezy. Right, right. I love Breezy, but yeah, I, I don't know what the guys are doing. I mean, you know, it's plenty male rappers out. Right. Plenty. Right. <laughs> Who are you feeling? Uh, on the way here, I was listening to Black Rob Woe. Okay. Listening to his album. I was thinking about Nas Made You Look. Ah, come on. You are a Nas fan, aren't you? To the core. And you like those fast-speaking guys from the 90s. <laughs> Bone thugs and Bone homie. thugs. Oh, now, I did forget to mention, I am a Bonner Boy fan. Okay. I am a Bonner Boy fan, and I do like Wizkid. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I know that they kind of drop music. I think Bonner Boy dropped something last year. And I think Wizkid has kind of like been dropping music from... So I do like that. Bonner boy or burner boy? I'm sorry. You know my English <laughs> slash Nigerian <laughs> language is terrible. Bonner boy. Is that how you said? Burner boy. Burner? Yeah. That's not how the guy told me to say it. Uh, that's how it reads. Okay. So I, I was told Bonner boy. Oh, okay. Maybe so. Maybe so. So maybe I'm off. Okay. <laughs> but I like all his music. Yeah. I like old and new. He's got a good vibe. He does. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's got a good vibe. He does. He's uh well, let me not say that. He's what? He's the one that they do all the dances on Instagram too. The erotic dances, that is. Really? Yeah. I just watch his videos. I'm talking about the videos on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, when you when you you go through the uh What's that section? The explore page. Okay. Okay. And then you see, you know, you see some of those erotic ones. Okay. You don't stay too long, but you know, you scroll up and you see them, you know what I mean? I think I have missed those. (laughs) I have definitely missed those. Oh, okay. So you are consulting, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because you got this whole Airbnb thing you're doing. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Listen, it's on, it's on our profile on IG. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I just updated that. Okay, good. good. I know it's good. it's a slow process for me, but yeah, I've been doing. Uh, I have Crystal's Palace. Uh, I've been doing the Airbnb thing. I mean, for a while. What's this? Twenty twenty one. I started mm. in twenty fifteen. Mm. I started doing it in twenty fifteen. Lucrative. It, it is extremely. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, the pandemic changed things, but it's still it's it's still a good look. You know, it's it's definitely still a good look. Um, if if I, I would definitely encourage people if if you're interested in that um, that end of real estate, um, it, it is definitely a way to come up. Like I know some guys. Like I started in 2015, but I just started with what I had, and I really wasn't visualizing like expanding and continuing to expand. Um, but it, I know some guys that have done some, like have, have thousands of them all over the country. Right. You know, if I would have been thinking to that level, um, or even I was, I was at my cousin told me the other day, one of my older cousins in California, he said, wouldn't it be great if you had a partner that had that same vision I was like yeah it would because you know if <laughs> if I'm able to accomplish this much like if I did have a partnership with somebody then you know perhaps I would have been thinking further along but yeah if you're if you're interested in in getting into uh real estate or Airbnb I I stick with the Airbnb stuff I don't sell real estate right I have insight on it just because you know my dad's been doing real estate for years my best friend does real estate but um the Airbnb I like it I'm not a long-term tenant person and and my dad kind of steered me away from long-term tenants because he has always had long-term tenants probably since before I was born. And so we got to see what that experience was growing up, and I just hated it. It was right. like the tenant stays here, and, you know, you collect rent from them or whatever. But then when they move out, like, just they me, just yeah. destroy your yeah. property. Yeah. And then – you know, back then, it may, uh, I'm sure it was some cases where my dad was evicting people, you know, because people hadn't paid their rent or whatever. And, you know, I just always looked at it like, yeah, it's a good hustle, but I don't want the headache. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't want the extra headache that comes with it. And then once I got into Airbnb, the thing with Airbnb is you have a good cash flow. Right. When everything is normal, right, and you're not in the pandemic, it's a really good it's a really good cash flow, um, and so I may I have employees pretty much, you know, they they get paid, you know, off the property or whatever. But um, it's it's definitely something that's that's lucrative. If it's something that you're thinking about, definitely let me know if I can provide any insight. I certainly will. Okay. Yep, okay. yep, yep. And Airbnb just went public, so they got stock out there. Right. Yeah, it's doing pretty good. Considering we're in a pandemic, I think it's doing really good. You playing in the stock market? Yeah, you got to. Of course. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to. You got to. And then because anybody that was an Airbnb host, they gave us the, um, they gave us the stock at the IPO price. So, you know, you it's it's good to get in on things early on. I'll just say that it's it's good to get in as soon as you like as soon as things are popping off. Like right now, one of the other things I'm trying to get into is CBD. Right. Mm, I'm, don't be surprised. <laughs> I'm about to have a CBD line out real soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'm Let me ask you serious. this because I love to ask this question to people. <laughs> 
Um, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be? Fearless. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't really fear anything. I'm not scared of anything. I'm not like how how, how can I put it? Like I always look at things like if if God if God brought me this far, why would I fear anything? Like I mm-hmm. I didn't been through some hurdles now. Right. I, I've I've experienced some things that were that were extremely challenging and maybe some people would have even crumbled. So I mean, if he brought me this far, like why would I be scared? Right. You know, so I would say fearless. Yeah. With the consulting thing, what does that look like day to day? So, you know, the thing is, is that it's just a lot of, it's, it's a hustle. It's, it's seriously a hustle. It's a hustle. It's networking. It's, um, it's, it's making sure that you're lined up for certain things. Right. So when, when I started it, it was, it, it was setting up the foundation for it. So lining up the foundation for the business in terms of me being a woman, me being a minority, like there's just so many and and the timing couldn't have been better. Like could not have been better. Um, but especially with everything going on last year with the black lives matter movement, um, the George Floyd incident is just kind of like, if, if you're a black owned business, and, you know, you kind of got yourself established in some kind of way, like you're registered with different entities or you've networked with certain people. Like, you know, there are some opportunities that just kind of fell in, in people's laps, you know, just just because of the timing. But um, but I mean, on a day to day, it's it's pretty much a lot of networking. Right. Because it's like things are not there automatically. You know, you got to go find it. Right. You got to go find the work. Right. Um, and, and then you got to continue the network. Now, I will say that's kind of been a thing. The struggle um, is because 2020, we've been at the house. So the ability to go to networking events, the ability to um, go to proposal meetings and things like that. That stuff is online, but it's not the same, right? Right, right? It's it's different when you show up in a room and you can introduce yourself. And, you know, regardless of what people say, perception is everything. Appearance, all that kind of stuff, you know. Some people can just have a vibe or chemistry with people and they may just want to work with somebody, you know, just from that. You can't get that from a virtual meeting, you know. You you you. You can't get that. So the networking thing is is somewhat a challenge with the virus situation. Um, but, yeah, day-to-day is a hustle. It's like putting in proposals, um, working on things, talking with your attorneys to make sure the contracts are right, you know, that kind of stuff. That's, that's pretty much it. And, you know, as the work comes, it gets distributed out to, like, other experts that may, you know, work with the organiz- work with my organization, et cetera. Okay. That's what it looks like. Today is February 21st, 2021. Yeah. We have 313 days left in the 2021 <laughs> year. 
<laughs> what do you hope to attain in 313 mm. days? Um, I, I would say the goals. I, I, need, I actually need to revisit my goals. I set some goals last month. I need to revisit them. Um, so... I'll definitely say finishing up a marketing plan. Mm. I have some policies and things that I need to get in place just to have for foundation, uh, foundational purposes. I got a couple of things I'm hoping to close out. You know, I can get some dotted lines signed on right. some agreements. Um, and what else? The CBD. Right. The CBD, def, I, I should have done the CBD last year, but the the CBD line is, is definitely one. And then one other thing that I, I didn't really put out there because we haven't really started marketing it is um, I'm going into a business venture with some of my cousins. Um, so we're supposed to be we're supposed to be trying to work to farm our family heritage land. In so, Marshall. Mm-hmm. In Marshall. In Marshall. So hopefully if we can get everybody on board for that, we'll be good with that. Um, and the name of that is, um, and the only reason I'm saying it is because we've registered the business, but it's uh, Mavion Farms. And we're looking to um, do some beekeeping, produce some honey. Um, mm. We're... We've talked about doing some solar panels, and with everything that just happened in Texas with this whole electric grid, we may actually push that forward. Right. Um, we're also looking at doing a tree farm where we sell trees to uh, local nurseries. Um, so we're trying to sell to nurseries like in Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, and Oklahoma just because of the location of Marshall. Right. Um, like a, It's like a damn... <laughs> it's like a damn what do, what do you call it like it's like every every you can touch everything you can touch you can touch everything that's a that's the good thing about Marshall. that that yeah. actual city that you can touch that many different states right um so it's we're lovely yeah it really is when when we think when we sat and thought about it from a transportation standpoint it's like this is really extremely beneficial because you have just all these different areas you can sell into um so the tree farm my cousin's talking about a winery, but we're going to see on that. That may be more um, longevity. And then we've even had some conversations about hemp, about growing hemp. But if we do that, I don't I don't really we, we, we're not really sure. But those are the four areas we're looking at. Beekeeping for honey production, um, hemp, tree farm, solar panels mm. and wine. So we're going to start off with one first. Right. See how that goes and and then we'll try to to do other things from there. Right. Right. Uh earlier you mentioned that um we know I know why you chose LSU. If OU LSU didn't happen, FAMU was off the table, PV wasn't right. What other engineering school would you have would you have chosen? Hmm. That's a good question because I'm trying to think of where else I applied. <laughs> I did not want to go to A and M. Yeah, I did not. I applied. They gave me money, everything. I did not want to go. Um, right. 
I mean that I I guess that potentially could have been an option. Um, but it's oh, North Carolina A and T. Got you. Yeah. Cause I applied there for sure and got in and they had a good engineering school. So it would have been um North Carolina A and T. I probably wouldn't have majored in environmental engineering, but mm. it would have it would have probably been A and T. Was it always engineering for you? Always. I never changed my major. I established my major the first day I got to LSU and never changed. Only thing that changed was I added minors because of the fact that I ended up staying there five years. I just started looking at it and I had to take some business classes for the engineering degree. And I just started looking at it and I'm like, oh, well, I could easily acquire this minor and this minor. So I have two minors, technical sales and a business administration. Got you. So I just added those just because I was already there. Might as well take these extra classes. Got you. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Well, I just told you the uh, mm-hmm. CBD is mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely putting out a CBD line. I'm not going to say the name of it because good, I haven't good. lined up the paperwork with the attorney <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Because my attorney probably going to see this and she probably going to, she would be like, what? You know, so, right. nope, can't say that. Um, but definitely planning to do a CBD line. It'll be 800 milligrams. Um, it's going to address pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually using it now and it actually works really good in terms of, uh, well, one one will be 800 milligrams. The other one will be 2,400 milligrams. Mm. And so it works. You're going to feel shit. Yeah, twenty four exactly. And my dad has a hip problem, yeah. So I've been testing it out on him. With he needs a hip replacement, right? So I've been testing it out with him. He doesn't use it consistently like I need him to use it. But I'll just say this: with the eight hundred milligram, if I have a headache, you don't even need aspirin anymore. Like that—that's where we are with this CBD. Um, I just take that CBD and I like wherever my head is hurting me. So like if I'm having a headache here, if I'm having one on my temple on the side, I just rub that CBD in mm. and give it about 30 minutes to an hour. Headache's gone. Yeah. Headache is gone. And I've even had like a hangover headache. Right. And used it on that, and it worked. No more BC powder. Huh? No more BC powder. <laughs> it's not good for your liver. And and all that stuff anyway. Yeah. So yeah, we we getting off of that. We getting off a lot of these medications and things like that. So I'm gonna start off with the the one that addresses the pain. Right. So I'm trying to help people with like knees, mm. um, joints, hips, mm. um, just like minor headaches, um, arthritis. Right. right. If you have that, so the CBD is next. Um, and then after the the CBD, I would like to get more Airbnbs. Right. I would like to get more Airbnbs. I don't actually have any in Texas, <laughs> so I want to get one in Texas. Okay. Uh, what else? Um, and, th- and then the farming thing. Right. I'm really excited about the farming thing. Yeah. Because it's, it's a heritage thing, right? Right. Um, and my cousins and I that are doing it, um, it's not a lot of us. It's only four of us that want to do it, but it's all women. Right. 
Okay. Black women. Um, Beasleys. Or some Beasleys. And- well, no, this is the. Um, Your mama's side. This is my mom's side. This So this is my, my maternal grandmother's side of the right. family. Right. And so my grandmother's name uh, is Vivian. Okay. And their grandmother's name is Mary. Okay. So we just combine the names. Mavion. Okay. Mavion Farms. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's next. I mean, working on that and then still, of course, doing the consulting things. I'm always keep the things around that are the um that are the working towards the, the bread and butter. The Airbnb is definitely the bread and butter, but the the consulting is, is just a, a work in progress. Right. Yeah, so I just kind of got my hands in 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 a few things, and then it's so. And then I told you on the social media side, I'm just trying to push us to be a little bit more environmentally conscious. Good. You know, Good. my mom even said today I didn't see the news on the press release with Mayor Turner when the uh, bore water advisory was lifted, but that he said that. Um, he want to encourage everyone to recycle because, you know, they've been doing all this water distribution. Um, and so, you know, just like small things like that, you know, right. recycle, understand what's recyclable, what's not recyclable. Um, when you I think mean, about it, everything is. Yeah, pretty much. It, it pretty is. much is from electronics. Like you shouldn't be throwing electronics in the trash. And, and Best Buy even pays people for electronics. So like if you have a old cell phone or something and you don't want to give it back to AT&T or whoever you can take it to Best Buy and they'll pay you money for it gotcha um and then um I'm actually going to mention a company because I know them um and it's black owned uh South Postal Recycle okay um they take metal scraps and they give you cash for it Talking about, oh really? Yeah, and this is a black-owned business. You're talking about South Post Oak and, and and Maine. Yeah, the recycle place. I'm from over there. Yeah, they will give you money for uh, metal scraps. Got you. And he, yeah, so I, like like you said, it, pretty much everything is recyclable. And 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 considering the fact we're in a pandemic, I, I definitely want to encourage everyone. You know, if you've been working remotely. Um, and it's been working, right? So, like, your job satisfied with your performance, you're satisfied with your performance, and you're okay with it. You know, I don't know everybody's family dynamic. You know, definitely try to be an advocate in your workplace to continue the remote work, right? The virtual work, because that help it helps the environment, right? We have seen tremendous help in uh, carbon emissions. Um, in in the atmosphere around the world uh through due to the pandemic so if you're able to advocate for that if you're able to continue that by all means do that right yeah because carbon transportation is the number one pollutant right yeah so if you're able to do that please do um it's good to have you here i agree now you make me want to do these all the time (laughs) Oh my God, it's my first time And I'm just like, what? <laughs> so what I do on the podcast Is every creative that comes on I give them this exclusive SVI t-shirt Come and on, I, exclusive? And I made this, when I say exclusive I don't sell this black t-shirt to anybody in the city Okay I only give it to the people that come on the podcast Okay, okay, okay. come on And um, Ooh, it feels good And the 2020, 
2020 edition. Now I'm carrying on in 2021 is the exclusive What's Next podcast t shirt. Oh, I get two. Yes, you do. Come on. Yes, this you is do. So nice. Yes, you do. Come on, still visionary. I love it. Um, February is coming to an end soon. I know. Happy Black History Month. We didn't even have like a Black History moment. Do you, who, who you got? Let's see. Who do I have? That I want to mention. Oh, once you told me that, you, I'm gonna go with. Uh, thank you. Let me go with. Um, uh, Combat Jack. Oh, you know who he is. I don't. Um, you know he's been regarded as as the godfather of podcasting. Mm. He passed away a couple of years ago. Um, Cancer. Okay. Might have been it was cancer. I don't know if it was colon or it was cancer. But uh he was uh Jay Z's lawyer at a point in time. Okay. So he handled those big big guys. And so he was really like the architect of uh podcasting or so. He'd bring people on and he'd he he's almost like you know how Noriega is. Mm-hmm. If you've ever watched this podcast, the people he brings on, he's almost he's like he was almost there. When these people are telling stories, and okay. I think that really that's really what builds his podcast is okay. the fact that he was there when they when they're talking about these significant times. Okay, and um, you know Joe Budden and them they they really regard him high. So I'm gonna go Combat Jack. Okay, peace. So now that you said that, I do have a Black History moment, and I'm gonna tie it in to the things that I do. So the Black History moment is not necessarily an individual, but it's more so the movement okay. of Black people within this country. So considering I do um, Airbnb, um, I'm an Airbnb host. Uh, right. Shout out to Crystal's Palace. That's the name of my entity okay, okay. but but i just want to say i don't know if we realize that that we are the starters of airbnb mm. you know so during segregation i don't know if everybody really really thought about this it, um during the segregation time we all know we had uh the green book right um hotels and and places that people could visit or travel to um where black people were welcome. But the other part was that certain homes um, in older black communities, Star Ward is one of those, mm-hmm. where you will see a home where there's multiple doors to get into the home, right? And in some of these homes, they, they've been reconfigured now, but some of those doors went directly into private rooms that was separate from the rest of the house so that when when we traveled to different places, w- this house is, may have been on the green book list where people could go and and basically rent a room. Right. Isn't that crazy? Like, we pretty much started that. And with, like, the bus boycott, that's pretty much like Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Not Airbnb. I'm sorry. Uber. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bus boycott was a form of Uber and Lyft. Mm-hmm. You know, you picking up people, taking them to work. Right. And you may have more than one person in the car. Right. Drop off somebody else along the way. Right. Look how creative we were during Always those been. times, right? Always been. Yeah. So I just want to shout out, you know, happy Black History Mo- uh, Month and shout out to the movement because the movement 
definitely started a lot of things. And I would like to challenge everyone, you know, during this time, if you are investigating black history in this country, look at some of those things because you may find something that you could start a business on that we've already been doing. Right. It just needs the technology to go along with it. Right. Uh, Houston, Texas, this is episode 106 with my homie. Uh, an individual, a female that I did a lot of high school with. Yes, all high school with. High school. High um, school. And I do want you guys to know that I am part of the reason that him and his wife are together. <laughs> okay. I had to stop because I know you were going to go. Oh, go yeah. I had to oh, stop yeah. Go uh, I had to go there. Okay. You know, I have been a mediator for a long time. <laughs> Okay, mediating between engineering and the basketball team, you know, trying to, JR trying to shoot his shot, okay? He was shooting it for a while. <laughs> and then he finally landed on that three. I don't know if he was really shooting on the basketball court. I wasn't. <laughs> you, you were not. I was not. Because if I were to ask somebody, they would say, ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they say Rudy Pooh. <laughs> oh man! Look, man. When class of two thousand three gets together, this is what it looked like, it man. This does. is my, this is my homie Lashawn. Ah, come on now, Big K. What up? Uh, yes, Big K. DK Houston, Texas. <laughs> I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do it for others. Peace and blessings. Yo, I feel like 95, Sachi on my body, Biggie Jigga puffy, all that ballin' is a hobby, and I'm wildin' in my wallies, and them valleys, no Pilates, more way get you more wet, now that's these behind these, my crystal ball, I see crystal, my crystal ball, I saw a sign like Ace Space, that Ace of Space get crack me like, cheers to the money guys, the Willie niggas, who buy them bottles, and then they spill these liquors, yo, yo, salute, I do.